636 here on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre. Uh, Morley, Scott Normally, Brian Hall filling in uh, this morning. Morley's on the road for the uh, Elks game against Saskatchewan. That's actually on Friday, but he's got to travel. He's got to get there and then uh, f- cover the practices, etc. And then uh, we're a little less than a couple of weeks away from Ms. Stacy Bratzel joining us. September 25th, she'll be taking over as, uh, as co-host. So it'll be this morning with Stacy and Daryl and Morley, too. Looking forward to that uh, a little over a week and a half away. We might have to do some planning at some point and figure out what the what do we want to do with this show. Ah, we'll just wing it. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> Royal Astronomical Society of Canada. You may have heard of them before. Uh, stargazers of the absolute elite level. Well, they at the TELUS World of Science offer free public observing throughout the year. So there is so much to see, but, you know, so many of us don't have the knowledge to understand where to look, what to look for, what are the stories behind it, what are we seeing, how do we see it better, what about the dark sky events, where should we go, and then what can we see, depending on how dark the sky is and the time of the year. Uh, should we go and buy a telescope? Should we do it on our own? Should we get help? Why don't we find out? Uh, a lot of questions here. Alistair Ling is with the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, a member of them, and also a meteorologist with Environment Canada, as it turns out as well. Alistair joining us this morning. Help guide us through the stars. Alistair, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How about you, Daryl? Doing pretty well. It's kind of cool that, uh, I guess the whole idea of, of offering up these free public observation times is to share the wealth. You love what you do. You love talking about it. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. I, I've been doing this uh, uh, since 1975, so uh, uh, it adds up. Uh, the, the, uh, and, and as much as maybe I am an elite observer, when I started out, I didn't know diddly. And uh, <laughs> I had people from the Astronomy Society walk me through it, because there's some counterintuitive stuff. It's not particularly difficult, um, but uh, people uh, in our group are come from all walks of life, uh, all uh, uh, types of uh, jobs and it's just all you need is an interest in the stars and uh, there's there's only like two or three people in our group that are actually university professors and the rest of us are just uh, well average people uh, who love looking at the stars well it is fascinating to look up there and just and you think about the people for hundreds of years been looking at the same same star thousands of years been looking at the exact same stars what are are the biggest misconceptions for somebody who's 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 wanting to get involved there was just curious what kind of a new usual things sort of come to you and go, well, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, th- th- there's everything from uh, the, the, the northern lights mm-hmm. to cause sometimes it's like, oh, they only happen in winter. It's like, nope, nope. they happen in summer, too. You're usually just in bed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, comets are, are can be weird stuff. And th- we, oh, sorry, let me just, Joe, didn't we just have mm-hmm. a comet that was supposedly came through, but no, nobody, I didn't see it. It was very, very quiet about that thing. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, passing uh, uh, quite close to the sun, uh, just about as we speak. It didn't uh, quite uh, perform as uh, as much as we'd hope. Comets are, are, are uh, really weird. Uh, one of uh, uh, our good friends, David Levy, used to describe them, or still describes them as comets are like cats. They have tails and they do whatever they want. Um, and it's just comets, as much as we know where they are, we don't know if they're going to be uh, sort of boisterous and outgassing when we can really see them, or sometimes they just kind of settle down and, and are quiet. And this, <laughs> so, this one, what was it called? Uh, this one was Nishimura. 
Okay. Um, but but the, the good news is that uh, there are always more uh, coming. Like I've seen a few hundred uh, in, in my lifetime, and um, some of them are really nice. A few years ago, we had Neowise, and uh, uh, next year uh, we have uh, Chan. I don't think I've got that pronounced quite That's... right. Uh, that, that should be even better than the one that we were hoping for. So. Uh, you do talk. You do help with the the dark sky sort of viewings and stuff. Explain exactly what that is, what you guys do, and what's available nearby. Yeah, sure thing, Daryl. Uh, yeah, a dark sky preserve is uh, literally that. We try and preserve the darkness of the sky by having few lights, and the lights that we do have are uh, dimmer and they're pointed down instead of glaring all over. And uh, that also helps nature as well, because there's oodles of uh, nocturnal animals that uh, depend on darkness to either hide and feed or to uh, prey upon uh, other things. But it, it's a co-benefit that for us as stargazers, it allows us to see the stars. There's um, Most of your city dwellers have never seen the Milky Way before. That's the galaxy that we live in. And you can really only see that out of town. So Elk Island Park is uh, one of the uh, bigger uh, dark sky preserves in our immediate area. There's Jasper, a uh, new one at uh, Lakeland Provincial Park, uh, just uh, to our northeast. And so um, uh, although they're year-round um, dark sky preserves, uh, we, we also have, typically it's uh, in uh, September because it's the best time of year. Um, and and uh, we uh, share our telescopes uh, uh, with them, our, some of our members bring out our telescopes. We have, uh, you know, handouts, and and we we walk people around the sky, so to speak, and, so, and show them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have formal sort of gatherings, and is there somewhere where somebody can find out when the next one is, or where they are, or when they are? Oh yeah, sure thing. Uh, yeah, the the uh, easiest place is Edmonton R A S C. Com. And that's for the and Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, R-A-S-C, Edmonton, R-A-S-C.com. Yep, and we have uh, links to uh, all the events there. We have um, uh, ourselves, we have monthly meetings, second Monday of the month at the TELUS World of Science. Um, and, and especially, well, if you if the timing doesn't work uh, this time uh, for this upcoming weekend, um, there's uh, we have... Uh, Friday and Saturday nights at the TELUS World of Science. It's free. Uh, we've got an observatory there, and we've got volunteers that uh, show people the sky. So that's a great way of, of getting a, a first look through a telescope. You said September is a great time of year for this. Why September? Well, in summer, it just doesn't get dark. <laughs> and then in winter, it's it can it can be brutally cold. Uh, we we do open up every now and then uh, the observatory uh, in in winter, but September is. Uh, oh, I wish we could have four months of September, but <laughs> well, maybe sometimes October acts like September. So here's hoping. Yes. And sometimes November acts like October, so uh, I always keep my fingers crossed that it's going to be a really nice uh, fall. I understand that you don't necessarily, necessarily uh, recommend that people go out and buy their own telescopes right off the bat. What's Why, why is that? Yeah, uh, well, the, the, the thing is, sadly, there's a lot of... Um, you know, modestly inexpensive junk out there. Oh. So um, 
So never run out and buy a telescope. Avoid Costco, Walmart, Kijiji. It's it's just easy to to put out three hundred bucks, and it's just like ah, oh, this thing just it's hard to work with. It's frustrating, uh, but we uh, we have um, uh, a, a business here in Edmonton, All Star Telescope, and they have quality uh, things from a hundred dollars uh, for uh, very small portable scopes, uh, great for kids, all the way up uh, into the the thousands uh, for uh, really. Um, hardcore folk and so there there's there's expertise there uh, at that store but there's also expertise of course in our astronomy club and mm-hmm. the the neat thing our astronomy club has a, a telescope library so uh, you can borrow a telescope think oh i wonder what that's like to use hey well try it and some of the scopes that we have are typically uh, introductory telescopes because just you know, the more you look the more t- um, different things you want it might be like a bicycle you've got an, you know something for mountain biking but you've also got one for being on the road Uh, so uh, telescopes are a bit like that too and it's uh, so having a a guide to to say oh that's not very good for a beginner uh, because sometimes they're too complex or sometimes they're too heavy oh you're gonna cart that thing up from the basement uh, and it's like oh so uh, the best telescope is something that you'll use uh, that, yeah, yeah, you get to test drive some other ones. You figure out what you want before you actually go out and lay out some money to, to buy something. It's a, that's a good call. Uh, one more thing before I let you go. I have on my notes something called multi-day star party camping trips. Yes. The heck is yeah. that? Uh, well, th- that uh, we're coming right up this weekend for the Northern Prairie Star Party. Uh, th- um, this is uh, the one for Central Edmonton. There's just one uh, recently for uh, Southern Alberta just uh, this past weekend. It's you can uh, go camping uh, and um, people bring their telescopes to a nice dark site. So we're going to have like 50 people with uh, with their telescopes, uh, and uh, you can even if you don't have a telescope, you can come. And, and people will offer you to, to have a look through their uh, scopes, and there'll be talks. And uh, we're it's a grand opening of uh, uh, our large observatory, a telescope 0.8 meters across, like two to three to four times bigger than uh, any scope that our uh, local members have. So it's, it should be really amazing to look Very through good. that thing. And more information on that also on edmontonrasc.com. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Link, great chatting with you. Thank you. Enjoy uh, staring at the stars and dreaming. Hey, Alex. Oh, Alistair, uh, Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian Hall wants I, I, to jump in. No, I just wanted to make oh. one comment. I, I became a stargazer by accident because I took a lot of cruises, and in the Caribbean, the stars at night, because you're out to sea, it is so black, that sky, and does oh, it yeah. ever light up? It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and and you know, travel astronomy is is uh, really up there. Uh, yeah, cruises uh, out to the Australian outback, or uh, but but I mean, you can travel to all the way to uh, Jasper and and get an amazing experience as yeah. well. So it's all or, point or of view, right? There's people traveling here. <laughs> We're the destination. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Alistair, great chat with you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you okay, very much, Carl. Alistair Ling is with the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada. Uh, they, they help out. Tell us World of Science they're there. You can check out all details about where you can find them and the different uh, dark sky preserves, etc. on edmontonrasc.com.